Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Second Take. Today, we're going to be diving into a big part of the 2021 QB draft class in the NFL. A lot of these guys, they're in their third season now. It is a make or break type of next season or two for them. And we don't want to forget that these contract extensions are coming up for these guys. So we just want to go through the list and talk about what we think these guys have done so far and what they could potentially do in the future. Now, Roland, we're going to start out with one of the easier ones today, at least from this list. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from Trevor Lawrence so far. Um, Definitely, you know, a starting caliber quarterback for years to come. I think he's got good job security. Um, Can't say that pretty much about anybody else in this draft class. But I will say, probably going to get a bit of hate for this. Due to the expectations he had coming in, he's underperformed a bit. He had Andrew Luck level expectations, right? The dude's supposed to be the next Peyton Manning, once in a generation type quarterback. That's what he was hyped up to be. And he hasn't lived up to that, right? I think we can all agree that he has not lived up to that. Andrew Luck backpacked a, the worst team in the NFL to a playoff, to the playoffs his first year, to a divisional win his first year in the NFL, right? Trevor Lawrence is not that kind of guy, but he's a top 10 caliber quarterback, you know, um, and definitely not someone you would uh, regret picking at that selection. So Jaguars have their quarterback for the future. Um, He's just kind of underperformed slightly compared to his expectations coming in. And while he has underperformed a little bit, especially his rookie season, it took him some time to get going. But also Urban Meyer was his head coach that year. That was kind of a disaster. Um, I think he has shown some flashes, especially at the end of last year. He had a good game today in Buffalo. I think he still has that type of potential to be an elite quarterback there. Just hasn't fully hit that stride quite yet. But no doubt he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's going to be on the Jaguars for a long time. And, he, you know, we'll see how much uh, success he can help lead them to, what their ceiling can be as a team. Uh, but, yeah, this is, like I said, the easiest one of this uh, class. And a question for you. We're, go- we're going to ask uh, this question about all these guys. But in two years from now, do you see Trevor Lawrence is still being a starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, no, I mean, no question. Right, like... They're going to sign him to the biggest contract that they can, and he's going to be worth it. Like, when you when you find a quarterback that's you know top ten, capable of being a top ten quarterback in the NFL, you got to snag it, right? And I think a big reason why I say he kind of underperforms is that he doesn't he doesn't underperform. Like his expectations were just way too high coming in. It's because the quarterback play in the NFL is so high. It's just ridiculous, right? Trevor Lawrence is not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Joe Burrow. He's not a Josh Allen, at least right now. And it's unfair to kind of put those level of expectations on a rookie or on a guy coming into the NFL. And that's kind of why I would say he underperformed to his expectations. 
But he's definitely a starting caliber quarterback. He's better than two-thirds of the, the league, in my opinion, at that position. Um, so his job security is definitely not in question. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. Basically, since he was in high school and his whole time at Clemson, all anyone could talk about was how he was going to be the first pick in the draft. We had to hear it for three years before he finally got to walk up on that stage and be the first pick. And with with that just comes these crazy expectations. And you never really know what to expect out of QBs when they're drafted. It's always a wait and see kind of situation. But as you mentioned, I think at some point in his career, he will be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. If not, he's close right now. He might not be there quite yet. But those guys give you a chance to win the Super Bowl, and that's all you can really ask for when it comes down to it because the other 22 NFL teams are trying to find that kind of guy. So definitely a guy who's going to be in Jacksonville for the foreseeable future. For and sure. then moving on to one that's a little more interesting, starts to get a little more spicy here. What are your current thoughts on Zach Wilson? If you would have asked me this two weeks ago um he probably would have been out of job by this week um he's shown flashes of being more comfortable uh the last two weeks for zach wilson the thing i don't like the most is uh he just seems scared of his mind out there he runs for his life he doesn't trust the play to develop properly. Um, he's one of those quarterbacks that at best, in my opinion, uh, he's just kind of there, right? There's three or four tiers to quarterbacks. There's quarterbacks that help you lose. There's quarterbacks that are just kind of there and don't do much. There's quarterbacks that you can win with, but you don't really win because of. And then there's quarterbacks that you win because of. And Zach Wilson's just kind of there, you know. Um, so he's just kind of there. I think that's his ceiling. You know what I mean? He's just kind of there. He was one of those guys coming into the draft, and I still believe this today. He has the talent to be a really good NFL QB. He has the arm talent. He has the athleticism. He has the things people want to see maybe not the elite size but he's not small by any means he just his thing is more it feels like mental or as you said scared there's something else there going on in his head that's really held him back a lot and it's led to a lot of poor play and poor decisions overall but the last two weeks he's looked a lot better played great against kc uh today against denver as you mentioned he was just kind of there the jets finally did what i thought they needed to do to win this year they ran the football football yeah and they ran the football a lot and that's really in the second half how they pulled away from the broncos and at this point in his career like you said zach wilson just has to be the guy to not mess up make solid decisions and just slowly develop his game from there if he can just get that basic basic part down and do you see zach wilson as a starting nfl quarterback in two years this is a hard question. I'll say if if it, if he is, it's not going to be with the Jets. 
You think another team will give him a chance besides the Jets? I, I think so. Most teams do, you know, especially if he finishes out this year with okay stats and okay performance. Uh, I think he'll probably look elsewhere. I'm going to lean on the side of history, though. And I'm going to say no if I had to define. But I wouldn't, like, put it past a team like the Jets or another team that's just trying to grasp at straws um, at a what was once perceived an elite prospect to see if they can make it work. Um, so that one's probably the trickiest out of all of this this draft class. So I'm going to go with no, but you know that's probably the most uncertain pick I'd have out of all the quarterbacks in this list. As you mentioned, for me, I think there are certain conditions that may or may not come with it because the Jets' plan was to have Aaron Rodgers come in for two seasons. Hopefully they win a Super Bowl at some point there. Rodgers potentially retire after the second season, and then Zach Wilson to come in and take over from there after having learned from Aaron Rodgers for two seasons. That's not going to happen this year. Maybe next year Rodgers comes back and Zach Wilson would be the backup for that year. I think... If that were the case, then yes, he would have got the chance. Now that their schedule is all off and all wacky for the Jets, I think it also depends on if their coaching staff is still in place in those next two years. If they fire their coach, I'm saying no. I'm saying no. He'll get a chance with another team to be a backup, but I don't think he'll be a starter. He'll definitely not be on the Jets, though. And if the Jets still have their staff in play, I don't think they will if he's their starting QB for the next three years. I don't think that team will perform to the level that people are looking for. So my final answer that I'm going with is no for that one. I agree. I agree, but I I just, based off the fact that, you know, the mere fact that, like, Mitch Trubisky got so long as a starter, right? Like, Oh, I forgot about him. (laughs) These dudes get chances that they really don't deserve. Because after two or three years, you kind of know how they're going to be. I've never, I personally have never seen a quarterback. Only one. Outside of Geno Smith. Yeah, that was only it. one. That's the only one that, like, has showed who they were and then changed, right? Jared Goff had a, made it to a Super Bowl with the Rams. And now he's balling out with Detroit. But he was still has always been a starting caliber quarterback, right? Zach Wilson, outside of the last two, last outside of the one game in Kansas City, let's be honest, has shown that he's not a starting caliber quarterback. So. And if he plays like he did today against the Broncos, I think Jets fans would be happy in general. And that's, that, that, that says something. It's because his expectation is so low. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he is capable of more, so... Um, moving on to the number three overall pick in that draft class, already out of a starting role. What have you thought about Trey Lance so far? What's there to think? I, I mean, he hasn't played football. Yeah. Like I thought this was the craziest trade when it came out. Oh man. The night I thought they were going for Jones. Jones would have made more sense, even though Jones sucked. But Jones at least showed that he 
showed that he played football in college. Like Trey Lance didn't play at all. He played what one season, and then they and had then a COVID the COVID year. happened, and then everything else. Like the dude didn't really play a lot of football, and they risked it all for him, and it made no sense to me. Uh, the this is an easy answer. He's already not starting, so why would he in two years from now? Yeah, the only argument I think Trey Lance can even get is he hasn't had a true chance to just be the starter so far. Fair. But because his rookie year, he sat behind Jimmy G. Last year, he started the first two games, and then he broke his ankle, something on his lower leg. And this year, he came in, and it was already basically decided that Brock Purdy would start. But I think he got a chance to fight for the backup role, and he lost out, so they he traded him. Yeah, and... Just think about how good the Niners could be now if they didn't trade away all those picks for Trey Lance. But regardless, regardless, um, Trey Lance hasn't shown us anything so far. And will he be a starting QB in two years? I'm saying no, but I think he will get a chance at some point in his NFL career to be a starter, to start a couple games, whether it's because of injury or something. So we'll at least get a chance to see. But if we never do, we know that's a mega bust for sure. Oh, yeah. If you can't ever see the field. and I mean, on the Niners standpoint, that's probably the worst trade I've ever seen because they traded the guy away. So, like, they got no value out of that trade. Yeah. They gave up three firsts for nothing, pretty much. Literally nothing. For a late-round pick that they got from Miami, whoever that may be, you know, down the line, they'd have to be balling with that pick, pick the next Tom Brady or something like that. But... Yeah, gave up a lot. And also worth mentioning, Trey Lance played at North Dakota State. Well, that is a good D2 football school. He wasn't playing against the same caliber of players where he would play in a Power 5 conference or just D1 in general. He was easily the best athlete on the field as a quarterback. And that's that's very rare in Power 5 conferences or else you get guys like Anthony Richardson, right? And he's a top five pick in that case. And I think that's what Trey Lance maybe tricked people a little bit into thinking he was, but now he's just the Cowboys backup, just the Cowboys backup. And he will never start again unless somebody gets hurt. Okay. Moving on to the number 11 pick in the 2021 NFL draft is Justin Fields. This might okay. be the most interesting topic or QB so far on this list. What are your thoughts? I had this exact kind of question. If is he a starting caliber quarterback heading into this week's podcast? It was one of my biggest takeaways, right? Because the last two weeks he's balled out against subpar competition, but he's played fantastic. And the first three weeks he didn't play very good, right? And it kind of seems like this up and down roller coaster with Justin Fields. Where at his peak, he looks like he can play quarterback with the likes of anybody, but at his worst, he's one of the worst in the NFL. I am going to go on the limb and say, yes, I think he's going to be a starting quarterback uh, in a couple years from now, whether it's for Chicago or not, depending on what draft pick they get this year um, remains to be seen. But I do think he is a starting caliber quarterback in the right situation. And here's my 
evidence to back that. Um, through this season so far, he has averaged 228 passing yards a game. So, you know, on the lower end of quarterbacks. But he's got the dual threat capability, yada, yada, yada. He's got, he's accounted for 12 total touchdowns this year. Thrown for five picks, has a couple fumbles, so turnover prone for sure. And a 95.4 passer rating. Dak Prescott, the mighty Dak Prescott, who everyone always loves for whatever reason. This year, through the first five games, has averaged 212 yards. Only has accounted for five touchdowns, has four interceptions, and an 84 passer rating. So the only category that Dak Prescott is beating um, Justin Fields in is the turnover category. Everything else, he's significantly worse at. A less, 11 points less in passer rating, 15 yards per game less, seven total touchdowns less. So if Dak Prescott is a starting caliber quarterback at this point, I would say Justin Fields definitely has a couple more years to prove that point. So I'm going to go with yes. I agree with you. I think Justin Fields will be a starting quarterback a few years from now. The thing is, even at the lowest of his lows, he always has the threat to run. And he's always going to be an elite runner as long as he's healthy. And so you'll always have to account from that. And even on a team as bad as the Bears have been the last two seasons, he creates havoc running and it can throw the defense way off just because he makes elite level plays. He's one of the best athletes on the field as a quarterback, and that can just be hard to stop in itself. His passing has been really up and down. A lot of last season, the Bears just wouldn't throw the ball. He'd have very low attempts. That's how it was to start the season as well. Very low attempts, but he didn't do much with those low attempts either. And all of a sudden, him and DJ Moore, the last two weeks, have found this crazy connection, right? He finally has a weapon to throw to, and they've been together for a couple weeks now. And he's shown some flashes for sure. And if you combine those passing flashes with his rushing, you see why he was a first-round QB and why a team wanted to take that kind of chance on Justin Fields. The biggest thing is, can he be consistent with it or at least be put it together and be consistent to where he's not turning the ball over and he can make good plays that help his team win? And that's his biggest question at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, the turnover, the fact that he's really turnover-prone doesn't help him. Um, but he's got big play capability, and there's a market for him. There's a market for him as a starting quarterback, whether it's on a team that's going to be, you know, in playoff contention. That remains to be seen. But there's definitely a market for him as a starting quarterback, I think. Um, so, especially just comparing him to Dak Prescott, who I think has underachieved year after year after year outside especially of the year. Especially this year. Especially with, this year. Who gets chance after chance after chance with a loaded roster after loaded roster after loaded roster. Right? You put Justin Fields in that position, he can't do much worse. Right? So, yeah, that's my And opinion. Justin Fields may not ever be a top 10, top 15 QB, but I feel like he kind of is and kind of always, at least will never drop below 
the 15 to 20, 20 to 25 realm because of his rushing at worst. And teams will always try to work on him with his passing. And if he can get that better, he can go a little higher. But for now, I feel like he's at worst just kind of going to be in that realm of QBs. I think it's unfair. I mean, the Bears suck. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And he's going to have to play hero ball, and that creates mistakes. When you put a quarterback in a position to where he has to force things, it creates mistakes. Now, it doesn't erase all of the mistakes that he does. Right? A lot of them are bad. I mean, throwing an interception on a screen pass against Denver was terrible. But... There's definitely a market. I agree with you. He's a mid. He's a mid-tier level quarterback at best, and he's probably just going to stay there. Yeah, unless you know, maybe he does get these weapons in this crazy team, and he just balls out. But remains to be seen. Chicago maybe wasn't the best place for his development, but I, I do think that's something very undervalued about how QBs get picked is where they go, because I think. Hmm. A, rushing a guy into it, giving him bad habits right away, stunts a QB's development, just forcing dudes to play right away when they're not ready as well. Like, I just think it just, it doesn't go well for guys getting better. Nope. So There's only ever one quarterback in the last, like, five years that has been able to turn a franchise around that from being abysmal to bona fide Super Bowl contenders, and that's Joe Burrow. Yeah, right. did in one year, basically. Josh Allen has kind of done that with the Bills, I guess. But they've kind of built that it over took time. A, yeah, yeah. It, they they legitly built that because their first year, they still weren't great. But then every year after that, you were, you were seeing the growth. Yeah, so I agree okay. with you. Yeah, moving on to the number 15 pick in this draft. Everyone thought this pick would be a steal just because of the coach making it. But he has yet to win without a guy named Tom Brady so far. What True. do you think about his QB, Mac Jones, so far? It's not looking good for Mac Jones. He peaked the first half of his rookie year, which is weird to me, to be honest. It's like every eight games or so, he just gets worse out of nowhere. If If I honestly had to make a prediction, I'd say no. Ooh, no, just because what's happened to all the other quarterbacks that have come through New England outside of Tom Brady. They get a shot and then nobody else wants to take them because they kind of figure if you can't succeed in New England with that kind of culture, you know, how are you going to succeed anywhere else now? I think New England gets a. I think the culture gets a little bit too much credit, right? Because on the flip side of that coin, ever since Tom Brady's left, they haven't been good at all. Um, but I'm just gonna say no, simply because it's just it's he's getting worse. He's heading in the wrong direction very quickly. So I think after this year, he's maybe got one more chance, and if he doesn't play well next year there's he's definitely not going to be a starting quarterback it's interesting because his rookie year he had the best rookie season out of all these guys it's true he looked like he was better than trevor lawrence his rookie season and then 
as you mentioned, ever since then, last year he wasn't as good. And this year he looks even worse. He looks definitely his worst year by far. And some of it has to do a little bit with New England's like old school offense, not really innovative, don't try new things. But he also doesn't make great decisions anymore. And they are just asking him to just manage the game, essentially, in New England. And he's not doing that very well. I also don't think he'll be a starter in two years. I think he's set for a long career as a backup, uh, especially depending on how much he turns the ball over and his chances he will get. I also think a lot of it has to do with the pick New England gets this year. They currently have one win. Definitely in the bottom five of the NFL. If they have a chance to get... Caleb Williams or Drake May or if Sanders comes out. There's a lot of QBs this year. If they see someone they like more than Mac Jones, his time might be ending sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this is a loaded quarterback class. At least what we think, right? I mean, never know as you see never here. Never freaking know. But yeah, I just don't see it, man. I don't see it in two years to, where he's going to for sure have a starting job. At best, he's going to be competing for one with somebody else. Yeah, and then so if you look back at the list we we put together, we had one, two, five guys. Out of the five guys, you said three of them would still be a starter in two years, and I said two of them. And those are our first-round QBs. You, so Zach, said Lawrence, you said Trevor Fields. Lawrence and Zach Wilson. I said Zach Wilson. I said no, but I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Surprised okay, if okay. some random idiot, just because of the one throw, gave him another chance. You know what I mean? They just they have that highlight on repeat. It's it's not nothing Zach Wilson did. It's just you know okay, <laughs> like this is a total Bears thing to do. You know, or the Commanders. You know what I mean? Oh, Zach Wilson's a free agent. Let's give him. Let's throw him a bone. You know what I mean? Oh, let's command, commanders for sure. Commanders you know what I mean? like to recycle that through can guys. Happen. That can yeah. happen. Yeah. And Zach Wilson fits that prototype. You Teams know what I mean? that have QB struggles, going out trying to find something. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough. But out of everyone on this list, he's probably the most likely to get a second chance. That he doesn't necessarily deserve. Mm, right? Okay. That's what, okay. That was my take on him. Okay, that makes sense. And so this QB class has a chance, based on what we talk about, to be one of the worst QB draft classes in history. They had eight QBs taken in the first three rounds, which was the most ever. The other three guys we didn't even mention because they're it feels like their careers have already been decided in a way, right? Kyle Trask. Back up to Baker Mayfield in Tampa. He hasn't done anything. Kellen Mond got cut by the Vikings. They picked Jared Hall to be a backup QB over him. Davis Mills was on the Texans as a starter. They took CJ Stroud over him. Like sometimes this just goes to show you, you got to be careful and actually like who you pick at QB or else you could get set back a couple of years. You got to be careful because if you're not in that at least upper half of quarterbacks, your team, if the right pick comes around, 
will always look to take a chance on the younger guy. Just because that's how contracts work in the NFL. Once you overpay a quarterback, your chances of winning the Super Bowl become very slim. You know what I mean? It's true. You can't use that money other places, especially when they're on the rookie deal, like the Chiefs did at first, when you're paying the guy significantly less than $40 million when you can pay these other guys while you still have the chance. Exactly. So teams will always be in favor of the newer, younger guy than the experienced guy that's mid. You know what I mean? So that's why it's very difficult to keep a starting job as a quarterback in the NFL. But then again, you get dudes like, like I'm going to say, Zach Wilson, Mitch Trubisky, that get second chance after second chance after second chance to prove themselves and never do. Right. So it, it's a mixed bag. But, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then there was a team that seems like they've really been starting to impress you a little bit, Roland. Who is that team? Good old Detroit Lions, the feel-good story of the NFL. You know, if you are an NFL fan outside of Green Bay, Chicago, or Minnesota, you probably like seeing this team succeed. Man, they've always sucked. They've been one of those Cleveland Browns-esque teams that are just always even worse than them, to be honest. They've just sucked my entire life. And it's cool to see the Detroit Lions be good. I have a sleeper hop take that I don't mm. 100% believe. But it could happen. Um, Jared Goff will lead the Lions to the NFC title game. Good old Jared Goff. Made a Super what, Bowl before. What you think of that? Man. I I agree with you. I think it's unlikely. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions win a playoff game at this point. They definitely look like they've improved on the defensive side, which is what they needed. And they're at least middle of the pack on defense. I definitely think them, if there is a team I would I would compare them to or give tiers to, we got San Francisco at the top. Themselves. Yep. We got the Eagles kind in that in second tier. tier. Well. Yep. And then that third tier we're looking at the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Cowboys at this point, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of all in that same section. I would say they're right there. And if they if they went to the championship game, I wouldn't be that surprised. I agree. The only reason why I'm picking them to make the title game as my hot take, I don't, it's just a crapshoot out there. But the reason why I could see them is they're going to probably have the third seed. They could compete for the second seed in the NFC uh, because they're going to win their division. Seattle's not going to win their division. In my opinion. Humble. Probably not. So Seattle will have to play a wild card game against, you know, probably New Orleans because they're probably going to be that fifth seed. New Orleans, New Orleans or, Tampa. or Tampa Bay out of nowhere. How the hell did that happen? But uh, they'll they'll take care of business in that game, and then they're going to match up with the 49ers. right? So it's Detroit versus like a team like Dallas or. Uh, probably Dallas in the wild card game. If they can get past Dallas, I think they can get past uh, Philadelphia. And then they get smacked by the Niners. But hey, I, hot take. Jared Goff taking the Lions to the NFC title game. 
Man, I don't know it's if anyone. Redemption tour, man. Oh, it's yeah. It's fun to watch. Jared Goff has been playing great football. I also think the draft picks the Lions made this offseason help, has helped them out significantly. I know I remember hearing a lot of the NFL media experts and all those people were saying, oh, they reached too high for this guy, reached too high for that guy, said they had a bad draft, right? They got Jamar Gibbs, who they've used sparingly. They haven't really used, yeah. But he still has a role on that team. They picked a linebacker in the first round as well. You got Sam Lepore, the tight end who's been balling in the second round. And then they got Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama, who had the pick six against the Chiefs, playing good football too. Just all those rookies stepped up, been contributing, and I, I really like what the Lions have been doing. I like Dan Campbell. I like their coach, right? I picked this team to win the division to start the year. I just This culture that they're starting to bring – I feel like it will be more than just a one-and-done year for the Lions. I think as long as they have this staff and these core guys together, they'll be able to be a good team for the next four or five years. Well, and they already have, I mean, I agree with everything you said. They already have really big quality wins against like Atlanta. Kansas City was a big win for them. And then probably the biggest out of everyone is Green Bay. Like their division, probably the only other team in the division that's going to compete for anything. And they already have a game against them. So they have a bunch of solid games. They competed against Seattle. I know they lost in that shootout. <laughs> but they have yet to show that they can't hang with anybody. you know. And they've blown out a, a handful of teams that are quality football teams. And a big reason why they're so successful, why those draft picks have helped them out, is because they have a top 10 and a top top 10 defense and offense. So both sides of the ball, they're top 10. And a lot of that is the way they've drafted. The, the sudden resurgence of Jared Goff. I mean, the guy's argue having the best. No, it's not even an argument. The guy's having the best year of his career. You know, he's, aver- he's averaging 253 yards a game, 70% completion percentage, 11 total touchdowns, a 104 passer rating. You can put those numbers up against almost anyone this year, and you can make an argument for them. So Jared Goff is balling out with all those weapons he has on offense. Uh, and everyone's just meshing. They're the most fun team to root for in the NFL, in my opinion, because they're the, they're, the, they're the lovable losers of the NFL. And it's really cool to see them be good so I'm rooting for them all the way to the NFC title game. And then they're probably going to lose to San Francisco because that team is scary. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. I feel like everyone thought of his Jared Goff as at least a solid QB when he was in L.A. And once he got dumped off and traded to Detroit, because the Rams won the Super Bowl the next year, I feel like everyone thought a lot less of him all of a sudden and just completely forgot about him, even though L.A. still made a lot of other moves to improve that team with, like, Vaughn Miller and OBJ and Ramsey. Like, it wasn't just Matthew Stafford that helped them win that year, but Goff has kind of taken that and just used it as a chance to improve with the team that wasn't as good, and he's just grown with this team and grown into this role, and now I don't think it's out of the conversation that he... He's a top 10 QB in the NFL. You have to talk about him 
in that kind of regard. I agree. I mean, Stafford won a Super Bowl, right? He got the the hardware, but for this year, it's hard to see who's honestly having a better season. Jerry Goff's putting up better numbers, might have a better team, you know, but he's definitely making a name for himself. He's he's on a revenge tour, and he's he's playing fantastic, especially after today. So that's my hot take of the week. Lions to the NFC title game because I don't trust Philly right now. I just don't trust them. So sweet. So anyone who's listening, let us know below in the comments. What is the Detroit Lions ceiling? Can they make it to the championship game? Can they make it to the Super Bowl? Or is it something much lower than that? Anyways, we want to thank everyone for listening today. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe, like any of our videos. Make sure you comment. Let us know what you think. We love to hear your, hear all of your opinions. And check us out on Spotify if you're already listening there. We'd like to thank you. And until next time, everybody.